We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Happy Friday morning, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, the Friday morning DFS version sponsored by WinBet. We appreciate uh, people jumping in. We appreciate people watching live. We appreciate people listening on audio later. I am Scott Jensen. Join us always on Friday mornings by Ryan Belongi. Uh, if you guys could please rate or review the podcast, that would really help us out a lot. Uh, it goes a, a long way to help people find the podcast, all that kind of stuff. So we would appreciate that if you enjoy listening to us. Uh, Ryan, week 13, uh, we, we always say the season's clipping along fast, but I think we can actually say it's going fast now. We are getting uh, kind of the back third right now. How are you this Friday morning? Oh, I'm doing good, Scott. Um, last week went a little better uh, than the week before, uh, which was nice. Uh, b- before we get into this week, there's just w- one thing. Last week that uh, stuck in my mind is kind of a common mistake that I've been making this season. Uh, and I think maybe a, a lot of people um, – do similar things. Um, but so I rostered a lot of Christian McCaffrey last week and, you know, we know he got injured and didn't do well. Uh, but the point is I do that a lot with these expensive running backs or even expensive wide receivers. Like the one I like the most, um, roster him on a lot of lineups. And what it does is, you know, he might be a really good play, but it takes you off of the other plays in that range that really do something in tournaments like McCaffrey's going to be popular. And then you have guys like Joe Mixon, who's who wasn't going to be popular Cordero Patterson, who wasn't going to be popular um, Leonard Fournette, who wasn't going to be that popular. And yep. so like, you know, McCaffrey might have a good game, but a lot of people are going to roster him. It doesn't necessarily do that much for your tournament lineups when he goes off. Yeah, it's nice. But he's also nine K and then, it just doesn't allow you to roster uh, other players who who aren't going to be popular and who who really uh, are better tournament plays uh, in general just because they're less popular. So when when they go off, it helps you more. So um, sometimes I get a bit too condensed with my rostership um, and just trying to remember to spread it out a little more and that um, every tournament lineup stands alone. Um, sometimes I want to, you know, build blocks of lineups, but that doesn't necessarily make sense for these tournaments. So just something to think about. 
Yeah, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a good segue as we get to talking players this week. There's there's definitely a nine thousand dollar running back this week that is uh, set up to uh, set up to crush, and uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how high his uh, percentage is. But uh, let's talk about the week thirteen slate. We've got uh, eleven games on the slate. We have seven early, four late. Kind of a pretty good split there. Um, primetime games. We had the ugly, ugly Saints Cowboys game last night. Uh, I guess if you're a Cowboys fan, it was good. But if you're a Taysom Hill fan, it was a uh, a bit ugly. Although fantasy wise, he kind of got there still. We have Denver and Kansas City on Sunday night. That game was flexed in. Uh, my 49ers were uh, embarrassingly flexed out. I'm going to blame that on the Seahawks more than the 49ers, though, so we'll go with that. Um, and then New England and Buffalo is on Monday night. Really good Monday night game this week. Should be a lot of fun. On by this week, we have Cleveland, Green Bay, Tennessee, and Carolina. Uh, we're another week here, Ryan, uh, uh, where we, we don't have a lot of high over-unders. We have a couple games over 50, one game right around 50. But then we got like six games at 45 and a half or below. I think we're kind of where we're at in the NFL. A couple of years ago, we had a ton of high scoring games. We saw stuff move that way. It's kind of moved back a little bit. Um, we do have a lot of big spreads this week. Last week was the week where like it was one game over five. The bad teams were playing each other. The good teams were playing each other. It worked out that way. This week, we have a lot of uh, you know game script stuff. We need to talk about some double digit spreads for sure. But let's talk about the high totals. We have two games that are over 50 at the moment. Um, Tampa Bay Atlanta is 50 and a half. Obviously, a lot of that is Tampa Bay offense, bad Atlanta defense. And then uh, the, the, the LA Chargers um, at Cincinnati, 50 and a half there. Um, do you have a do you have a game this week that you're like, oh, this is the game that's going to go crazy, going to go over? We talked last week. We both really liked the uh, the Green Bay Rams over. I actually ended up betting it, and it worked out really nicely. It was uh, the overrun was 47 to 37 by halftime. I was like, oh, finally, uh, finally get one where you can uh, where you can win pretty easily. Uh, it was easy over there. Do you have a game this week where you're like, that's the game I want to take. This game's going high. Uh, what, how do you feel about these uh, these couple of high total games? Yeah, um, I kind of like all three of them. So starting, the, there's two that you mentioned that have big spreads. Um, the, the Bucks, Tampa, they're big favorites against the Falcons, and the Rams are big favorites against the Jaguars. Um, a lot of people like to avoid these spots because they're worried about the game not being competitive. Um, and I understand that. But there's a few stats for each game that that's make them look really good. So so the Bucks are Bucks games are averaging the most points in the league this season, 54 and a half. Um, they're averaging the second most amount of combined plays in the league. Um, Tampa's passing at a 68% rate, and their opponents are passing at a 72% rate. Both those numbers are the highest in the league. Um, that being said, I probably like that Tampa game, I guess the least of the three, just because, uh, the runbacks aren't as appealing on Atlanta's side, you know, Patterson's expensive and, uh, it's not a great spot, uh, running against Tampa's defense. I know he catches passes too, but he's done most of his work in the running game, uh, recently. So you don't want, you don't want that two catches for 26 yards from Kyle Pitts. Yeah. You know, (laughs) Pitts, Pitts would be okay, I guess, just because, you know, no one's really going to roster him. And, you know, there, there's other expensive tight ends that look better and, you know, a cheap one that we'll get to. But, yeah, yeah you know, it, it, it's okay, but not really. So then so then the Rams-Jaguars, um, the Rams lead the league in combined plays, um, and they're, they're operating at 
either the second the second or third highest neutral pace in the league. Um, so, you know, if you're not completely off the Rams after, you know, a few bad performances by them and Stafford, like it's a great spot for them to just smash Jacksonville. Um, and, and like there's cheap runbacks on Jackson, on the Jacksonville side, you know, you don't have to use those. You can, you can make stacks without runbacks, but I do, uh, kind of like some of the Jaguars runbacks. Uh, and then the game that, you know, might be the most popular, um, just because it'll be competitive, uh, Cincinnati and the chargers. Um, and there's just, there's appealing players on both sides of that game, you know, two good quarterbacks, good receivers and good running backs. Um, what about you? What, what stands out for you? Yeah, no, nothing really jumps out. The the Rams game is interesting. I, cause usually I'm like, Oh, you know, they're going to kill them. It's going to hold up. I wonder if the, I think the Rams are a, extremely pissed off be trying to get right like they've lost three games in a row they've gone from like this team that every thought like oh it's them or tampa in the super bowl for the nfc maybe green bay but like to this point they're like everybody's like maybe they're not that good you know maybe sean mcveigh is not that good maybe stafford who has three pick sixes the last three weeks i mean it's crazy he's a pick six in each of the last three games um last time someone did it was the, the famous matt schaub run where he did it four times in the four games in a row so he's you know that i mean that's not a great place to be and they, they've looked bad in those games they lost to the uh, the Rams, the Titans, and the Packers, if I'm remembering it right. I mean, so good teams in there. But um, I think the Rams, you know, might be one of those situations where maybe they don't put up their foot off off the gas quite as soon as we're used to. So I do uh, I do like their offense this week. Uh, I like the Chargers and Cincy, and that's no, no surprise to you. know, it's a, That's going to be a fun game, figuring out, like, how to figure out which guys you want in there is really tough. Because like you said, it's not just the passing game. So you can use Austin Eckler. You can use Joe Mixon. Uh, Joe Mixon's been really good last two weeks and really – leaned upon the last two weeks when he's most important the number of carries he's getting is, is huge so uh, that's a fun game we'll talk about a lot of players from that game the other one that's kind of sneaky in there washington and las vegas is 49 and a half and not one you think of back and forth but uh that's a game too we'll, we'll get to tight ends in a little bit but that's a game where there's going to be some some roster ship of players there and you know trying to figure out uh, I, I think the washington side there's gonna be a really really popular uh player there too so we'll we'll get to there in a second but i think that might be a game that's uh for me one that's on, on the sneakier side i think that uh you know taylor heineke's a guy who likes to take risks and likes to make some plays and i think that uh that one if i had to pick a sneaky game that maybe goes over i think it's that one for me uh yeah I, i'm very interested in that game too um definitely the washington side like you mentioned um but there's like there's a very interesting uh Raiders stack in that game. Um, I think you were referring to Antonio Gibson as the player who's going to be pretty popular uh, and yeah, rightfully he's, so. so. He's fifty seven hundred because they played Monday night, and you know JD McKissick got hurt, and it's just like it lines up well. He wouldn't be fifty seven if they played Sunday. McKissick got hurt. Gibson got all those touches. The seven catches. I mean, he hadn't had he hadn't had more than five targets in a game since week one. He had seven last week. He's probably like sixty eight hundred if if that game is on Sunday. Yep. Right. And then, so you could roster him at running back and then say you go David Carr. We have a tight end. Who's going to be the do most I have, popular. Do I have to? You, don't, you don't have to, but I just if you, if you do, um, if you, if you do want to stack the passing side in that game, they have Foster Moreau, who's going to be the most popular tight end, great value at 2,700. And then their de facto number one right wide receiver Zay Jones is 3,200 who saw seven targets last week. So you could stack a passing game with a $3,200 wide receiver and a $2,700 tight end. Now just imagine if each of them catch a touchdown. I mean, you have so much money to do whatever you want with the rest of your lineup. I'm not one uh, to normally roster Derek Carr. I kind of can't remember the, the last time I did, but 
I don't mind taking a shot and just hoping to get lucky there with a few uh, with those cheap guys catching touchdowns. Yeah, and like you mentioned with Gibson, I mean, you're still cheap on the other side too. You could pretty much do whatever you want with the other with their slots. So it's a, it's a fun little stack there. Um, on the low total side, we do have some games that uh, don't look quite as appealing. We have Arizona and Chicago at 43 and a half. We don't know if Kyler Murray or DeAndre Hopkins is going to play, so that that impacts that total in that game a, a huge amount. Obviously, we have Philly and the Jets at 45. Uh, Jalen Hurts coming off probably his worst game of the season. Uh, they, the Philly offense did not look good last week. The Giants and Miami is 40 and a half. Uh, more of a thing of probably you know better defense defenses that offense is there uh we don't know if daniel jones is going to play there's a lot of injury stuff this week obviously uh baltimore pittsburgh is 44 indy houston's 45 and a half and the niners and seahawks is 45 and a half another game where we've got some some injury guys i you know they haven't ruled debo samuel out but i don't think he's gonna play it was like a, a one to two week injury i don't think they're gonna risk him this week but there's a lot of uh there's a lot of kind of muddling games down there in the 44s and 45s where i do like some some one-offs and players in that game but games that i'm not going to have a ton of exposure to yeah, uh, me too. I I like some players on the San Francisco side um, with Debo being out. And then uh, I think there's a, a couple mini stacks in play uh, in the Minnesota-Detroit game. Um, I, I wouldn't want to stack that game up. I, I wouldn't probably don't want to use Cousins or definitely don't want to use Goff. But um, Jamal Williams is in a good spot with, uh, with Swift out. Um, Josh Reynolds looks like one of the better cheap receivers uh, at 3,400. And then Minnesota, you know, it's just so easy with them because all their stuff or all their, you know, usage goes to the same three guys, basically. Uh, Jefferson's in a great spot. Thielen's in a great spot. And then uh, Madison's going to get the start uh, in place of Dalvin Cook, I believe. So, So I don't mind like some mini stacks in that game. Um, but yeah, other than that, I'm not too interested in these lower total games. So let's uh, let's talk who's going to be popular this week, who we think is going to be um, you know highly rostered, who we think is going to be on a lot of lineups, and, and talk about that. Start at quarterback. Um, I see one guy this week that I think jumps off the page, but I think it kind of spreads out after that. I think Tom Brady at 7200 is probably the the one that you know people are, are going to first go to. Um, you know, hasn't been better than quarterback 10 the last three weeks. He's under seven uh, yards uh, per attempt, YPA in four of the last five. They have not been firing uh, right now. I think that they're you're missing Antonio Brown a little bit, uh, but they got a great matchup. Atlanta can't pressure the quarterback, and that's perfect for Brady. Um, they're 29th in the quarterback point per game allowed. Um, the game strip could be an issue. You know, if they get up in that game, maybe they ease off the gas, but Tampa, like you mentioned earlier, likes to pass. Uh, teams can't run against them, so it's hard to really run clock against them, so they end up passing. And then Lamar Jackson, 7,800, I think coming off the really bad game against Cleveland, I think he'll be popular too. But those are the two that kind of stuck out to me. Like I think people will have uh, a roster ship there, but I don't think it's going to be a week where there's going to be an obvious quarterback that's going to be really high. I think it's going to be spread around pretty well. Yeah, me too. Uh, and I agree with you. Those are the two at the top, uh, Lamar and Brady. Don't have much to add to that. You said it. Lamar, you know, always a good option because of his rushing upside. Um, Brady, great matchup. But like just in general, seven, eight, like seems like kind of a lot for, for Lamar, um, yeah. just based on the way he's been playing and what he's been doing. And Brady, you know, never a guy that you're too comfortable rostering in cash. You know, we know he has a big ceiling, but they scored 38 points last week and he had 12 fantasy points. And, you know, just like you said, the, the, the blowout, uh, the blowout concern also, you never know. Um, but, but still I agree. Those are the two options at the top. Um, I think you could go to Justin Herbert, uh, for 6,700, you know, me and you have been on Herbert for a while now. It's a good, 
it's a good salary uh, for a game that should be competitive. Um, but all the way down, not all the way down, but down in the 5K range is where I think I'm going to go. Um, right. Taylor Heineke looks pretty good uh, for 5,600 uh, against the Raiders. Uh, the matchup, you know, one of the higher totals on the slate. He has rushing upside. And you're probably not giving up too much uh, at QB. Uh, you know, you're not missing out on, you know, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, th those type of guys that, like a healthy Kyler, the type of guys that, you know, are going to kill you if they all score 30 and your cash quarterback scores 10. Uh, so it's not, it's not as much of a risk this week rostering uh, a cheap one. So I think I'm going to go with Heineke in cash. All right. I like that. Uh, you know, he's one of those guys that he, he's been pretty consistent. There's a couple of uh, a couple of stinkers in there, like in weeks five and six. But even those were 12, 13 points. But a lot of a lot of games in the 20s. I got a 31 point game against Carolina a couple of weeks ago. So that's a uh, that's an interesting one. And a, a part of a game, like I mentioned, I do kind of like that game to get a little more back and forth than than, than Vegas thinks, at least. But um, let's look at running backs. I think running back is fascinating this week uh, from from the from the top. The middle, the second tier, I think it's all – there's a lot of options this week. Not as many cheap options as normal, but um, Jonathan Taylor has got to be the first guy we talk about. Um, he's 9,200. I mentioned earlier talking about when you're talking about C-Mac that there's another guy this week. But, like, talk about a game that lines up. Like, they're big favorites. Houston's terrible. Um, it lines up perfectly for them to give him a ball a bunch. You know, maybe they get up too much where they don't even they don't even bother. But I mean, this guy had 16 for 83 and a touchdown against Tampa Bay with four catches. Like nobody runs against Tampa Bay. Uh, you know, Buffalo's got a good defense. He had four touchdowns before. Just on an unbelievable stretch this last nine or ten games. Houston's allowing 4.8 yards per carry. Um, he's pricey. He's 9,200. But like, there's nothing. There's no way to poke a hole in this one. It's just a really good matchup, a really good setup, a really good player. Um, the question is if you want to afford the 9,200. Yeah, um, everything you said, he's in a great spot. And uh, Houston has the worst-rated defensive line in the league. So it just all lines up uh, for Taylor. I think you can go there. Um, I'm not sure you need to. There, Like you know, like you mentioned, this is the – I can't remember a slate with this many good running back plays. It's the, it's the mo yeah, most amount of, like – yeah, just great plays, I guess, that I can remember. So it's like great player, good, good players in really good spots, too. Like it just lines right. up where, like, you're, oh, he's, you're like, he's good. Oh, it's a good matchup. Oh, it's a good game script. Like it's just, there's a lot of guys that line up that way. Right. So, so for cash, um, it seems pretty straightforward for me this week. I think Antonio Gibson is in a fantastic spot. We mentioned 5,700. Yep. Um, getting work in the passing game uh, against the Raiders. Uh, Jamal Williams, 5,400, is in a great spot without Swift, going to catch a bunch of passes against Minnesota. And Eliza, uh, Elijah Mitchell looks like a fantastic play um, against the Seahawks. Uh, he caught five passes last week, yeah, had was 32 nice touches, and now Debo is out. So it's just like an extra, you know, no one to steal, maybe some goal line carries. Um, so I'm planning on just rostering those three running backs and moving on. Um, now you can roster Taylor uh, if you want to, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't think it's a necessity on this. Like there's just too many good cheaper options. Yeah, and that's why I think this slate is fun because I mean, usually we're like, oh, the three cheaper options, but then you look at the you look at like the second tier, 
Um, you've got Joe Mixon against the Chargers, who have not been able to stop the run all year. The 31st in rushing point, baby. He's 8,100 and has 30 and 28 carries last two weeks. And 123 and 165 yards, four touchdowns last two weeks. His price has gone up. He's 8,100, but like another guy's in a good spot. And then you look at Alexander Madison. They moved him up with Dalvin Cook. And, you know, Dalvin Cook got hurt on Sunday, so they moved him up. 7,600. Um, no Dalvin Cook. He's played. The crazy thing is Alexander Madison, this will be his fifth start in the NFL. This is the third one against the Lions. Like someone out there loves Alexander Madison, just lines him up well. But, you know, he has a, he has two games here with a lot of snaps. So he was 26 for 112 in one of them, 25 for 113, and also seven catches and 40 yards of touchdown against Detroit. Um, so he's been really good when he has played. You know, Minnesota has shown that they they just kind of slot him in that Dalvin Cook role. Like it's just, you know, they they kind of look the same. They got, the, they got similar hair, just a different number, 33 to 25. Um, in Detroit's 29th in rush points per game. And then you have Leonard Fournette, who scored four times last week. We talked about Brady with the game script. So that means, you know, a running back should be good here. 7,300. Uh, you know, he's at, he has 23 targets the last three weeks. It's not like they're just handing him the ball. I mean, he doesn't get a ton of carries. He has like 8, 11, 10, and 17 carries the last four weeks. So not a, not a guy they're going to hand it to 22 times, but a lot of touches in a good game script. Um, you know, people saw the four touchdowns last week and missed out on it. I think those three guys get a lot of attention too. So it's a week where, I mean, we just missed just seven guys right there that I can't really poke holes in any of them. No, I can't either. Like those are all great plays in the seven K range too. If we didn't have those cheap backs, you know, Madison crushed the lions last time. Uh, he he's probably going to get 30 touches if they're winning uh, Fournette 21 catches in three weeks. And then Mixon just, Mixon in general, yeah, I really like Mixon, and it's going to happen again. What always happens, seems to happen with Mixon, is nobody rosters him. And, you know, they would uh, most weeks here, even at that increased uh, price tag, but with Taylor up there, with these guys in the 7K range, and with uh, the guys in the 5K range, the the upper tier guys are going to be lower rostered uh, than they would be on a normal slate. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good point. Uh, it's it's a really fun uh, week, and I'll, we'll jump in more to the the mid price running backs when we get, when we get to there talking about tournaments. But it's a uh, it's a week where uh, you know some of those guys are going to bust, but you know they all look in great spots. But picking the right ones this week is going to be really important. And I think you like you said that the roster will be spread out because you know I just think that some of these plays in the sevens would be so popular if there weren't plays in the fives, but there just are this week. And so I think it's like a week. A lot of people play three running backs too. if you, you know, so that you can get different that way. It's just a, it's a fun week. And I think you're right. I think Jonathan Taylor's, uh, you know, roster will be a little bit lower just because there's so many plays below him, but let's talk a little bit about popular wide receivers, but first a note from our sponsors at WinBet. There's one thing we appreciate here at RotoWire. It's making good decisions and even more so making the right decision. Listen up, I have an incredible offer for you with RotoWire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's fancy podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more, all at your fingertips. You want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino, take a spin on roulette, double down in blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at baccarat. WinBet is currently available in six states Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, all while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire listeners a risk-free bet up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet is the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's Fantasy Podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. So I think that wide receiver this week is a little bit uh a little bit less obvious about who's gonna be popular. I don't think there's going to be a ton of highly played guys. I think there's a couple in here, but I think it's gonna be spread out. Uh, there's there's options in each range. Um, you know, Cooper Cup is the first one we always go to now. He's nine thousand dollars this week. He's uh, he's home against Jacksonville, the game that we said the Rams are pissed off. They're gonna want to score some points. Uh looking at Cooper Cup season, it is pretty wild. Like I obviously I know it's good, but I was I was looking a little bit deeper. Um, hasn't scored in three weeks, but has over 95 yards in those, each of those games. He has over 90 yards in seven straight games. He has over he has one game all year is of 90 yards. Like usually that's like a oh he has more than 60 yards every game. He has more than 90 yards in every game but one. He had 10 targets, 10 more targets last week, and he has single digit targets in one game this year. That was nine in one game. Uh, game scripts may be an issue here, uh, but Jacksonville's brutal against wide receivers. Jacksonville's brutal in general. The Rams need to win a game. The Rams need a feel good spot. Um, do you find yourself finding the money to cup this week at 9,000? Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, part of the reason, because I'm playing, uh, plan on playing three running backs that are 6K or below. Yep. Uh, another reason is Foster Moreau at 2,700 is going to be the tight end. So you just have money, and Cup just has so much upside, and he's also so safe. Um, yeah, I just think it's kind of easy to get there and I don't want to miss out on it. Uh, the, the last time I was worried about cups, uh, potential game script was when they beat the giants 38 to 11 and he had 37 fantasy points. Uh, <laughs> that worked. Yeah. So I'm going to, just going to try not to make that mistake again. Uh, it's basically, it's basically been, you know, if you roster Cooper cup in cash games, you're going to do pretty well. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to find the salary for him. 
So I want to kind of save most of the mid-range wide receiver options so we get to some tournament talk and kind of talk in that range. But the one guy that does stick out to me, maybe a little bit um, underpriced, is Deontay Johnson at 6,800. Just a, if you're talking, you know, trying looking for a floor, a safe player, like this guy just has a floor. The, the targets are huge. 14 more targets last week. He has 13-plus targets in three straight games. In those games, he's 7 for 83, 7 for 101 to touchdown, 9 for 95. Like, he just... In PPR, I'm like, those are you're starting with like 15, 16, 17 points right there. It's just a ton. And if he scores, suddenly, you know, you got you got a great play in your hands. Um, only one touchdown the last six weeks. The Pittsburgh offense is just just kind of like muddles around. Um, they're probably gonna have to score this week. You know, you gotta think that Baltimore's gonna put up some points. Um, that's the one guy to me that under seven thousand kind of stuck out a little bit. There are a lot of plays in the six thousands I like that we'll get to later, but um, he's the one guy that stuck out to me, like, yeah, that's a pretty good cash floor guy right there. Yep. I, I love I love Deontay Johnson for cash. Um, I think he he's single hand. You know, I don't want to say single handedly, but he basically won me cash last week because I, I had McCaffrey and then I ended up uh, biting the bullet and rostering Miles Sanders, too. They combined for like 11 fantasy points. I thought I might be dead, um, but I ended up rostering uh, Deontay Johnson where more people and most people uh, rostered Chris Godwin, who yeah. busted. And that ended up being the difference. You know, saving a little money allowed me to get to Gronk in cash, too. You know, another, you know, good call by you all over Gronk. And I wasn't sure he was going to be that popular, not to talk about last week. But, yeah, <laughs> it ended up all working out. Um, back how, to- how, po- how popular was he? I don't, I don't remember from looking. Yeah, you know, there, there was a big difference. Uh, okay. In the higher stakes cash games, he was – in the high forties, like uh, close to 50%, uh, in the lower stakes. I mean, way down like 20, 20 in a lot of them. I mean, a lot of people ended up rostering Evan Ingram and other cheap guys. I Um, I saw some Ingram talk too. Like is the chalky one. I'm like, there's no way you play Ingram over Gronk with those prices. Yeah. I just, I got to thank you for that one. That that, that saved my week. Every once in a while, uh, every once in a while, it works something not good. You know, it happens sometimes. But uh, yeah, Gronk. I mean, Gronk was super involved, and it's it's weird with that offense. Like you look at that. You said you had thirty eight points. You know, if you were just like out with the family or traveling, and you're like, oh my god, Tampa got thirty eight. Perfect. Godwin and Evans both had what under thirty yards, right? Mm-hmm. Crazy. Uh, it's a it's impossible to like fathom that box score when you click on. It. You're like, oh, thirty eight points. We're set. Right. Under thirty under thirty yards, each of them, no touchdowns. Like it's just it was a it was a that was a weird game. You don't. You don't expect four net to get four, but I mean, it's just uh, wild that, you know, they get that many points and those guys didn't put up any yards or anything. So that was, it was interesting, but really wild. And yeah, just like, how is it possible for both Evans and Godwin to bust without Antonio Brown uh, in the lineup? Right. You know, it's yeah. just, um, but yeah, back to this uh, week, uh, I'll just name one uh, other guy. You said, we'll, we'll come back to receiver later. Um, there's some good options in the 5k range. I think Brandon Ayuk is where I'm going to go. Uh, Fifty six hundred is probably like a little too cheap without without uh, Debo there. Yeah. Um, so I think he's he's pretty good value. And he's he's been getting way more involved. He's out of out of Shanahan's doghouse, and you know without Debo, I mean, Debo didn't practice yesterday, and they like I said earlier, they have not ruled him out. But I'm going forward with the thought that Debo's not playing. Obviously, that if he does, that shifts what we do with that offense. But um, I'm you know 98 sure they're gonna they're gonna sit him for a week and get, kind of get that groin right. So, uh, but let's do a little let, let's do a little segment here. Let's talk let's talk tight ends. Let's talk where we're going here because I think that the talk on Twitter 
Everywhere else has been this is a week where there is a cheap tight end, an obvious cheap tight end. It's Foster Murrow at 2,700 for the Raiders against Washington. Um, I want to talk about, A, first of all, him, but then, B, you know, what you do, especially in a tournament if you want to get someone different. Like, where are you going to fade this Foster Murrow? Because if it if you're in a tournament, I think this is a guy that you fade. In a, in a cash game, I think you just play him. You know, it's gonna, he's 2,700. Uh, when Waller didn't play in week seven, Murrow was six for 60 in a touchdown. Didn't do a lot last week. Um, when 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 Waller went out, but he had he had five targets, so he's, he was involved. So this is like a and he's so cheap, twenty seven hundred. Like we talk about cheap receivers, it's like four thousand, forty one hundred, like twenty seven hundred lets you do so much. But um, first of all, in, in a cash game, are you just locking in Moreau and not even thinking about it? And then let's talk about uh, after that. Let's talk about we'll kind of go back and forth, maybe a couple each of, of, of tight end guys we like to kind of get away from Moreau this week if you want to be different. Uh, yeah, for cash games, uh, you pretty much don't even think about it. Uh, and it's for, for two reasons. One, he's he's good value for twenty seven hundred. Um, should see plenty of targets. Uh, and then two, most everyone's going to roster him. So you don't want to get beat by not rostering uh, Moreau. I, I'd expect him to be 70, 80, 90 percent rostered in the higher stakes. Um so, yeah, you just roster him in cash and move on. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, a lot of people will just keep those same uh, style lineups for tournaments. And like it's you hard said, not, it's hard not to. Like, it's hard not to click on that and be like, oh, look what else this gets me. But like, so let's talk about it. Take your first guy. Who, if, you're, if we're going away from Moreau, we want to be different in a tournament. We want to you know, play that he's going to go three for 42 and no touchdowns. Like, where are you going? Give me, give me, let's talk about some titles that we're going to play instead of him. Yeah, so if you know if Moreau scores five points, which is well within his range of outcomes, I mean yeah. he's he's not guaranteed to smash by any means. Uh, you're going to get big leverage uh, fading Moreau in tournaments. So the first guy um, is actually cheaper than Moreau, um, and I have some interest in the Rams stacks this week. We've uh, mentioned that the Rams are kind of in a smash spot here. Um, well, the Jaguars are going to be starting O'Shaughnessy at tight end with Dan Arnold out. Um, on most weeks, if we didn't have Moreau, people would be using O'Shaughnessy in cash. I mean, remember, we've been using Dan Arnold in cash when he's uh, more expensive than this. Uh, O'Shaughnessy had five targets last week. Uh, he was just a- activated off injured reserve. He had eight targets week one before they had Dan Arnold. Uh, Jacksonville doesn't have Agnew anymore. They should be passing basically the whole game. So it wouldn't surprise me at all for, for uh, O'Shaughnessy to outscore Moreau. That's a, um, that's a nice one. I like that. He had five, he had five, he played 59 snaps last week too. Like he just was clearly like Arnold got hurt. Let's just slot him in it and go there. And that's a, that's a nice pivot away at the, at the same, at the same like, price. Just imagine, just imagine Moreau scores five and Shaughnessy just, you know, has an okay game and scores 14, 15. And the difference in rostership Maybe O'Shaughnessy's, I don't know, 5% or whatever, and Moreau's 40 or 50. I mean, you just beat you, you beat half the lineups in the tournament with one play uh, that costs you 2,600. Uh, so, yeah, th- there's a lot of leverage there. Um, what about you? Give me someone else. Where, where are you looking? So I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go one kind of up the board and one down the board. But my first one is, uh, you know, I think that one way you get different here is you spend at tight end because everybody's gonna be saving. If you want to be different this week, if you spend at tight end, you're gonna be different just because based on the way your lineup's gonna have to work. You're gonna have to get cheaper somewhere else. But um, I like George Kittle in the spot this week. 5900. We mentioned no Debo Samuel. I'm one that usually doesn't roster uh, Kittle just because I 
I'm a 49ers fan. He's my favorite player of the 49ers. I'm always, you know, always a little scary there. But he only had two targets last week. He had one catch for 13 yards. They ran the ball a ton. Um, I think this squeaky wheel comes in here a little bit. I think they'll realize that, you know, we're better when George Kittle gets the ball a lot. Uh, he had 11 targets last time they played Seattle. Like that was week four. He was only four for 40, but super involved. Um, no Debo should bump up the targets. I think this is a week that Kittle scores. I think this week's Kittle's really active. Just with the way they build their third downs is like, boom, Debo, nine yards, Debo, 12 yards. We're going like, to get him involved. Debo running around the edge. I think that, that guy becomes Kittle. I think Ayuk plays his same role, and I think Kittle kind of moves into that like third down target role. I think that uh, nobody's going to play him this week if he's 900. When you have Moreau, what thirty two hundred less? Like, there's nobody. Nobody's going to Kittle. If they do, maybe they go to Pitts or Mark Anderson. Said I think Kittle is a you know a three four percent guy this week. And uh, and you give me a stud like this in a game that I think Seattle's going to open it up a little bit. I think Seattle's heard a lot of noise this week about how bad their offense is. I know they signed Adrian Peterson and Pete Carroll said we're in win now mode. Like I think that's crazy, obviously. But um, I don't think the Niners have the DBs to stop Seattle's receivers. I think it's going to go a little bit more back and forth than people think. Um, so I do like George Kittle this week at 5,900. Um, how about one more? Give me one more tight end or maybe a, a tight end and a half. You have a couple in, on mind that sure. uh, you may go away from Moreau because I, I have one or two more myself too. Sure. Well, first I want to say that I absolutely love Kittle. I'll, I'll definitely be rostering Kittle. I agree with everything you said. Um, makes a lot of sense to spend up at tight end when everyone's spending down. And yeah. it's kind of a smash spot for Kittle without uh, Debo. Could see, you know, 10 targets, could catch multiple touchdowns. So, yeah, give me, uh, give me a lot of George Kittle this week. Um, one other guy, I'll, I'll kind of go off the board a little with this one guy. Um, but he had 11 targets last week. Um, and that's Cole Komet. Uh, he's 3,500 and it's contingent on a few things. Um, Chicago has, uh, Allen Robinson and Marcus Goodwin questionable. Neither has practiced this week. Um, if both them are out, it's going to be mean more targets for the tight ends. Um, and I also, my interest would depend on uh, Andy Dalton being the starter. Um, I just have more confidence in Dalton than I do Fields. Dalton likes to throw to the tight ends. Uh, I mentioned Komet had 11 targets last week. Dalton was also targeting Jimmy Graham. Um, so I think you can get a lot of volume with Komet just based on the fact that uh, Chicago doesn't have pass catchers besides Mooney, and they're likely to be trailing in this game. Uh, so if I go anywhere else besides Kittle, uh, Moreau, O'Shaughnessy, uh, I'll be looking, yeah, I'll be looking at Komet, uh, assuming those other guys are out. What, what about you? Uh, give me one more guy. Yeah, I do. I do like the targets on, on Komet. I think that's an interesting name there. Um, so, I mean, I think that, I think Gronk's playable 5,300, but a little, you know, obviously a little expensive. He's been, you know, eight, he's played five full games, eight plus targets before the five games. I think Dallas Goddard coming out the zero game is is mildly interesting too at 4,500. But my guy, the other one that uh, it's a little cheaper that I'm going to go to get away from Moreau is actually Logan Thomas at 4,000. We've talked about this, uh, you know, I, I almost said the wrong name, Washington football team against the Raiders at 4,000. Uh, we talked about this game. First game back uh, was last week. He played 66 snaps last week. Like it's just, I thought they'd ease him in. They really didn't ease him in. He was three for 31, had six targets, had a target down the middle that maybe could have been a touchdown if he hadn't got hit right in the play, got hit pretty hard. Um, but um, I just think that Thomas is involved. I think this game's going to be a little back and forth. I think Taylor Heineke wants to get the, him the ball. The Raiders have struggled against tight end. So um, 
in lineups where I can't find a way to fit Kittle, I think Logan Thomas can be my go-to. I, I really like, I think 4,000 is too cheap for him. I think the talent and role is way better than that. It's just a matter he's been out with injury. So I think that, uh, you know, I think we'll see Logan Thomas at 47, 4,800 moving on here as we kind of move into the end of the season. But I think at 4,000 is a really good price point in a game that I think uh, gets a little higher scoring than, than the Vegas total looks like. Oh yeah. I like that too. That's uh, probably better than my commit call actually. Now that I'm looking at it, if, uh, if McKissick's out too, that's a yeah, that's, that's hasn't, yeah that he hasn't practiced this week uh, with a concussion might be out. That's another bump for Logan Thomas. Yeah, really. Yeah, like when that. when when you need a security blanket play, like usually they go to McKissick, and I think now that becomes Logan Thomas. So I I, I love he's probably my favorite. Um, if you can't get to Kittle, probably Kittle's my favorite, my favorite play, but Logan Thomas at the price is probably my favorite play for the price. So. Uh, that was a good uh, good tight end talk. Usually we leave that to the end. I like that we kind of fit that in here. But uh, let's talk about some uh, some tournament stacks, some quarterback receiver. But first, a note from our sponsors at Yahoo DFS. The NFL season is heating up, and Yahoo is going big on daily fantasy football. There will be a ton of big prize contests throughout the year on Yahoo, including the multi-entry contest now being shark-free. To celebrate Yahoo going big on DFS as well as Yahoo Daily Fantasy becoming shark-free, Yahoo is currently giving all users the opportunity to claim a free $10 in site credit. Users can take advantage of this free $10 site credit offer to join any paid contest, including Yahoo's biggest contest, the weekly $1 million DFS NFL Baller Contest. The weekly $1 million contest features a $1 million in total prizes, including first price receiving $100,000 and tons of overlay and prizes. Play daily fantasy football on Yahoo this season. Visit sports.yahoo.com slash daily fantasy slash welcome to claim the free $10 offer to get started. Uh, so let's talk about quarterback receivers. I mean, this is a fun week. We talked about how, you know, there's a couple of names, the quarterbacks at the top. You talked about Taylor Haneke kind of lower down, but I think this is a week where, you know, I think I'm deciding my quarterback based on which stack I want to play rather than like, he's an obvious play here. So we talked about, uh, we talked about Brady. I think that's an easy one. Uh, you know, I think that's one that works, you know, Evans and Godwin, it's hard to figure out who to play there. Um, but I think we've talked about that one enough, you know, but uh, you know, who you want to play between Evans and Godwin is kind of a little bit up in the air. Gronk takes a lot of targets, but besides the Brady stack, which I think we've kind of hit already, uh, where are you looking to go in terms of kind of stacking some games and getting some high scoring stuff? Yeah. Um, I'm definitely going to play a couple Rams stacks. Um, I know we've, we've talked about the game a little, um, but they just, they need something to feel good about uh, after what's after three straight losses and yes, yeah, some bad performances by Stafford. Um, you know, McVay's a guy who doesn't mind keeping his foot on the pedal into the fourth quarter. Um, they're going to want to blow the Jaguars out, and they should blow the Jaguars out. Um, I want to roster Cooper Cup. He's the best receiver on the slate. Um, so that sort of leads me to Stafford. Yeah. I also think Odell Beckham and Van Jefferson are good plays, whichever one you want. Uh, Beckham saw 10 targets last week. Uh, they both caught long touchdowns. Jefferson had a 70-yard touchdown, nine targets. So like rostering Stafford with Cup and then one of Beckham or Jefferson just makes so much sense to me. And then, you know, I I know I, I don't want to be turning into the the Jaguars guy on this podcast because they haven't <laughs> ne really ne done anything. Ne never never a good place to be. Ne never a good place to be. And I, I, I find myself mentioning them again. Um, but I mentioned like O'Shaughnessy, you could run it back with him. Uh, you could run it back with Marvin Jones, who's cheaper than we've seen him uh, in a while. You know, some people like LaVisca Chenault. I'm not like a LaVisca truther, but he, he's getting some, some people. By some people, you mean you, right? 
Yeah, you know, I don't like him as much as most, but you know, forty four hundred's a a decent yeah. price for for the amount of targets uh, that he gets. And then, you know, you don't have to run it back. I get if you just hate the Jaguars and you know maybe the Rams win forty to nothing, then uh, you don't want to run it back with the Jaguars. Uh, but you can. So, so that's uh, the stack that I'm looking at. And you know, first and like I think people are going to be hesitant. One, to go back to Stafford just because of how he's yeah. looked. And then two, uh, people don't like playing games with with such big spreads because they're worried about the blowout. So uh, I'm looking at the Rams stack. Uh, what about you, Scott? Uh, what's, which one stands out for you? So I had three main ones that I'm I'm kind of playing with here. And that you mentioned the Rams. You met, We mentioned Tampa Bay. So yeah, I won't go back to those. But my other one is, it's not going to be a surprise, but it's back to the Chargers. It's back to Justin Herbert. Like, I feel like Herbert's been a little up and down, but I feel like it's been a little more, a little better than people think. Like if you look at the last four games, he has over 300 yards, over two touchdowns or more in three of those last four games. So there's really one stinker in the last four weeks. I know he's had some in, in this earlier in the season too. He had a, you know, I think it was one against the, I forget who it was, but he had a, he had a couple of games in there where he was really, really struggled. Uh, it was the Ravens the one I was thinking of. It was really bad and they, they blitzed him, but he struggled against the blitz. Cincinnati is bottom five in blitz percentage, so they don't blitz a lot. They don't get a ton of they, you know, they get the pressure from the front four. But I think that Herbert can Herbert deals with that well. He's got 90 and 36 rushing yards the last two weeks, too. You know, like to see that. They had the highest total on the slate at 50 and a half. It's a low spread. Like this is the game where like it's the most obvious back and forth game. We talked about some other games too, but this is the one that like you could see, you know, being 30 to 27 pretty easily with the, with the offenses involved and all that. But um, so I, I 6,700 is a really good price too. Like you save a thousand over Lamar, you save 500 over Brady. Um, you know, who to play him with has become, you know, uh, I guess a little clearer recently, although the prices are so different now, but Mike Williams has been very quiet. Um, he's been quiet five of the last six games. He had that one long touchdown against Pittsburgh. But other than that, like those last six games have been really quiet. So I think it's, you know, pretty easily Keenan Allen, a ton of targets. He had 10 more targets last week, 85 yards, seven catches. You know, that's kind of a, a basic game for him. It's 15 and a half points right there. You hope to get the touchdown. But that's where the problem is. He only has two touchdowns on the year. So it's just a little tough there. They don't really use him in the, in the red zone a ton. Uh, but 10 plus targets in five straight games, six plus catches in nine of 11 games. Like the floor on – on Allen's really good with always the, the blow up games always there. So I think uh, I like this game. I think there's, there's a ton of run back options on the other side too. Like you could play it with Mixon. It's expensive, but you could play it with Jamar chase who I really like this week at, at a low price of 7,000. You could run it back with T Higgins who was really good last week. Like there's just a lot of options to, to run it back with, but uh, I think that uh, this game gets fun. Um, so yeah, I'm going to have some, I'm going to have some Herbert and Allen stacks for sure. Yeah, me, me too. Uh, I agree with everything you said. And I like the, the Herbert side, the Herbert uh, Allen side of that stack, uh, and then running it back with Cincy. I don't even know who you pick, like you said. Yeah. Uh, I love love Mixon, and you know he should be he'll be lower rostered uh, than he should be. Yeah. Uh, and then so will Chase. Chase will be lower rostered than he should be. Uh, yeah, it just it all makes sense. Uh, yeah, that game just makes sense every way you look at it. We'll talk about it. Even if you don't stack it, I like Jamar Chase at 7,000. It's kind of a standalone, too. I think that uh, we got some a little bit of squeaky wheel here, too. I think that they're going to try and get him the ball because it's been a little bit quiet the last four weeks. Do you have any um, sneakier stacks? I think those three, uh, you know, kind of, uh, you know, jump out a little bit. Is there anybody else that you really like that you think is a little sneakier that you might be playing? You mentioned uh, you mentioned uh, Washington with Heineke. You mentioned the Raiders. So anybody besides that you're thinking about? Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I'm on the same, you know, sneaky-ish stack as you, the the Washington uh, Raiders game. Um, but if, you know, if we're looking at that game and the, the Cincy Chargers game and maybe the Rams, maybe Tampa, 
like I think that's enough. Uh, you don't necessarily need to force it with one of these other games. Uh, is there is there another one that you're looking at? There, there is one more, and it's it's Minnesota. I think that uh, everybody's talking about Alexander Madison, so I think it'd be interesting to kind of play the pass side of this uh, this equation. Um, Kirk Cousins is is cheaper; he's sixty five hundred, so you get some some uh, you know some salary savings there to get one of the receivers. You can go you go Adam Adam Thielen seventy three hundred, but it, you know in the, if I'm going to play Minnesota, I'm probably always going to go Justin Jefferson eighty two hundred. I know the Thielen catches touchdowns; I do get it, but you know Jefferson only had four catches last week, but still had eighty three yards, still had nine targets. He is. His, he has 30 targets the last three games. In those games, he's 143, 169, and 83 yards. Like, he's just firing at all cylinders. It, we, they kind of went away from him, you know, in the second half last week. Like, they, you know, I think he had a big catch early in the game. And I was like, oh, Jefferson's going to kill the Niners. They can't cover him. And they just kind of went away from him. But still end up with 83 yards. Like, he's still a guy that has a bad game and is still pretty good. So, I think that uh, – I don't think anybody's going to be playing Minnesota stacks. I think that it's going to be hard to get to Jefferson in a one-off. So, I don't think he's going to be played a lot there either. He's 8,200. He's really expensive. So, it's a, it's a spot where you can get – a really good matchup. They're getting Detroit. I know Detroit can be run about, run on, but I don't think Detroit can stop the pass really either. It doesn't scare me either. And maybe uh, maybe Detroit scores a little bit to it to keep this game a little more a uh, little more uh, playable in the third and fourth quarter. Jared Goff looked a little bit better on Thanksgiving. He looked a little bit healthier on Thanksgiving, so maybe they can get you know. 13, 17 points, which which changes the dynamic of this game. And um, with Madison being uh, you know someone a lot of people are talking about and popular this week, I, I like getting the passing side of it. No, oh, yeah, I, lo- I love Jefferson. Uh... He should crush crush yeah. the Lions on Sunday. I think um, it's going to be a, a big – I, I like him as a one-off too. It's hard to get there if, unless you – but if you play – like you mentioned earlier, if you play those three cheap running backs, like you can play – you can play Cup, you can play Jefferson, you can play both of them and get it in if you play Moreau also. Like there's a lot of ways to get some expensive uh, lower rostered guys in this week if you want to. Yeah, definitely. And it's a little easier to roster Jefferson if you uh, run it back with Josh Reynolds for 3400 Um, which is okay after, you know, I guess he's the number one receiver there now. And yeah, yeah, he's got, he has, he has, he has a chemistry with Jared Goff too. Like they played with each other in Los Angeles uh, with the Rams. And it's just, uh, I think that's important. I think that if you, you get situations where like, I know where this guy's going to be. I know what route he's going to run. I know he's going to be there and he's going to catch it. I always kind of like Josh Reynolds in LA. I always thought that maybe he would be a guy. Now he's healthy. Um, We'll talk about cheaper receivers later, but he's, I think he's a really good spot that you could run that back if you want to. I, I agree there. Yeah, so the the Lions have the the cheapest, like one of the cheapest viable running backs in Williams, and one of yep. the cheapest viable receivers in in uh, Reynolds. So makes it a little easier to afford uh, Jefferson. I like yeah. that. Uh, are there any expensive running backs or receivers that you think are going to kind of slip through the cracks this week? We talked about Jamar Chase. I really like him at seven thousand. Um, you got Terry McLaurin in that Washington game that's 7,400. We have Austin Eckler. We haven't really talked about a lot. We were talked about the passing game, and that he's 8,300. Like, I don't think anybody's going to have Eckler at 8,300. It's just really expensive. But for a really good player, um, you know, under 12 rushes last week, but 21 targets. He has six touchdowns the last three weeks. He had that four-touchdown game. Um, he's got a receiving touchdown the last three weeks, highest game total, close spread. Like, if you want to get a little different, I don't think anybody's going to have Eckler this week. No, yeah, no, no one's going to have Eckler. Uh including myself, but it, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, there's just so many options at running back. Uh, and if you're going to pay 8,100 for 8,000 for running back in the game, you're probably just going to go mix it. So there's like, even there's that factor too, that even makes him less popular. Yep. Um, so, you know, if he goes off for 30, um, he'll be on some winning tournament lineups uh, with, with no one rostering him. Um, sure. and receiver receivers. Yeah, you know, the guys you said, I agree with. Uh, Chase, Chase is a great one-off at 7K. Uh, 
salary continues to come down as he's had, you know, a few down games, but we know what kind of upside he has. And then McLaurin, yeah, no one's going to really roster McLaurin uh, with the other guys, with the guys above him and with the guys below him. Um, and his price hasn't really come down that much. He's 7,400. Like, he's just a boomer. He's, he's been weirdly boomer bust. He has four games over 100 yards, but seven under 65. Like, there's never anything kind of in between the middle, like a good game, not great. It's just either he goes big and scores and he's a top 10 receiver or he doesn't and he's bad. But um, I are you you mentioned Heineke earlier. Would you play him? Are you playing in, 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 with Heineke? Is that who you'd go to? Um, yes. If like, especially if McKissick's out, like if McKissick's out, I think, uh, it's a significant boost to McLaurin and Logan Thomas, uh, as you mentioned, and then like Foster Moreau as the run back, it just, it makes it easy to afford, uh, McLaurin. So yeah, like, you know, if I play Heineke in some tournaments, it's probably, it's definitely going to be with McLaurin and or Thomas. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, let's talk about some mid-range guys uh, before we jump out of here. But first, a note from our sponsors at Thrive. Thrive is back for another season of fantasy football, and they're running huge guaranteed contests each week this NFL season. With Thrive Fantasy, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Sign up today and get a free six-month RotoWire subscription. Here's how you claim that subscription. Number one, visit rotowire.com slash thrive. Then deposit a minimum of $10 and receive a 100%, 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Then three, play in your first paid contest, receive a free six-month road wire subscription. So mid-range running backs, I feel like we've kind of talked about them. We talked uh, kind of popularity. We talked about Antonio Gibson. We talked about Eli Mitchell. We talked about uh, Jamal Williams. Um, if you can't play three, if you got to play one of them, do you have a strong pressure in three? I mean, I like all three, too. I think they're all playable. I don't, nothing really sticks out to me. Jamal Williams is interesting. He's had, uh, he's had five games with double-digit carries so far this year. In those games, he has 57-plus yards and four of the five. So he's been effective when he played. He was 15 for 65 last week after uh, DeAndre Swift went out. Vikings are allowing four and a half yards per carry. He's the cheapest of the group. I think he's probably the least popular of the three. I think they'll be popular, but I think he's still behind Gibson and Mitchell. But uh, I I think all three of these guys are are really good plays, and I will be having um, pieces of all of them for sure. Yeah, me too. Uh, My favorite one, if I had to pick just one, um, I think the fact that Debo Samuel being out would would make me lean towards Mitchell. you know, the Niners are the best team of that group. Mitchell, you know, could see 30 touches again and have opportunities for touchdowns. Like I lean him over Jamal just because, you know, Jamal plays for the Lions. So, yeah. I mean, you'd rather have the guy that plays for the Niners. Right. Um, and then, yeah, Gibson, like we mentioned, you know, if McKissick's out. It's just another bump to Gibson. So yeah, I think get you know Mitchell and Gibson are my top two, but you know they're all all great plays. You can make arguments for them all. Um, now, with those guys being so popular, um, there's actually some other good running backs in that range. Just yeah. to mention quickly that that just they'd actually be cash plays on a normal slate if we didn't have some of these other ones. But you know James Conner is in a good spot if especially if Kyler Murray's back and yeah. and he's under six K now. Um, even David Montgomery's in a good spot. Uh, yeah. Uh, with the Bears being banged up and him getting all the work. Uh, so those guys, like, those guys actually make for good, t- really good tournament plays. So does Daryl Henderson uh, in a great matchup against Jacksonville. You know, everyone's going to be on the passing game in that game, including myself. Uh, but we saw what happened last week uh, when everybody was on the Tampa passing game and Leonard Fournette went for, you know, 50 fantasy points or whatever. It's very easy to see uh, Henderson vulturing two or three touchdowns and, 
you know, doing the same thing. So I think the fact that all those other guys are going to be very popular uh, leads to some uh, leverage opportunities with those other guys in tournaments. Yeah, that, that's a good point. I mean, Connor's wild because he's 5,900 and you're right. Everybody would be taking him in cash if it wasn't for these other three guys there. I mean, he's, I think he still leads the, uh, maybe he may not anymore, but he led the NFL touchdowns. John Taylor might've passed him, but 13 touchdowns the last nine games scored in every game, but one again, good game script. They're favored over Chicago. Um, Montgomery. I like in terms of the matchup 4.7 yards per carry allowed by the Cardinals. The game script does scare me there a little bit. If Arizona gets up in that game, uh, Chicago does tend to go away from Montgomery. Uh, Henderson's Henderson's fascinating because he's in a great game script. My worries of Henderson he didn't practice on Thursday. He has the he has the thigh injury, so yeah, that's one that you have to check to see if he's going to play. But I wonder. I just worry a little bit about how much of a how much of a, um, a load they give me if he does play. Yeah, good point. And you know we've seen them we've seen them opt to give Sony Michelle some work too. So if Henderson's yeah. banged up, you know it'd be tough to trust. What about these mid-range receivers? We talked a little bit earlier. We talked about Deontay Johnson at 6,800. Um, the Seattle guys, uh, DK Metcalf, 6,700. D- Tyler Lockett, 6,500. DK Metcalf has been really bad the last three weeks. Uh, two of those with Russell Wilson, too. Like, you look at his stats, he's actually a little bit better with Geno Smith, which is crazy. But last week's for DK, eight, ca- eight catches for 70 yards. That's not one game. That's not his average, by the way. That's total for the last three weeks. So that is that is rough. Um you kind of get the feeling there was a squeaky wheel aspect here, even in the fourth quarter last week. There was a couple of games and a couple of plays where, like, they kept saying on Monday football, like, Metcalf has no catches. Metcalf has no targets. Like, and you kind of felt they forced some balls to him. I have to think in practice this week they're thinking about that. The Niners do not have a cornerback thing guard DK Metcalf. I banged the table for it last year, and he had a monster game when, when I played him last year against the Niners. I forget the exact number, but it was a – he had a huge game against the Niners. He had 160 yards and two touchdowns or something in that range. Did score against the Niners earlier this year. He just plays really well against the 49ers. So um, I do like Metcalf. It's just, it's scary, though. You wish it was a little cheaper, but 6700 I never thought we'd get there with DK Metcalf this year, and it's just like – I don't know where to go. Russell Wilson's been so bad. By the way, it was 12 for 161 and two touchdowns last last year. I looked. Um, uh, do you play either Seattle uh, receiver? Are you too scared of this offense? Where do you fall right now with these guys? I mean, that was a great sell job um, <laughs> by you on them. Uh, you know, I wasn't really considering it. You know, I wasn't really considering it just because I just can't trust Russ. You know, he's looked really bad, but their, their play calling is so frustrating too. And like, it, it just, I don't know, but like you say though, like he, you know, if Russ is still a good quarterback, he should turn it around. I mean, there, yep. there's going to be, you know, and everything you said about the matchup, the matchup seems to be good, you know, against the Niners who can give up some, some big plays and big scores to receivers. And, you know, if, if Russ had been playing well, if the, if the Seahawks had been just, you know, a little bit better, like how we thought they would be. DK would be 7,500 in this spot. So it makes a lot of sense. I don't know. Like, I'm just, I'm really worried about Russ, but, but yeah, like I kind of agree. They, they're intriguing. So you're worried about Russ. I'm worried about Josh Norman trying to cover DK Metcalf. So there's mm-hmm. just like, I get it. It's just, uh, and it's hard. I, as a Niners fan, probably a little pessimistic on the secondary. I mean, they, they played pretty well overall the last few weeks, but like, they just don't have anybody to guard him. They just don't match up with DK Metcalf. They haven't for a couple of years, and he's 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 been really good against them. Um, the second game last year was Week 17 and do much, but that that Week uh, Eight game he just smoked the Niners on on 15 targets. But I just I find it hard to trust Pete Carroll. I mean, you sign AJ Peterson, you say he would do it because we're in win now mode. Like, what does that even mean? Like, you're just like nobody thinks that AJ Peterson is coming in to be for win now mode. It's a weird it's a weird quote. They keep talking about wanting to run the ball more when you know maybe it's probably the opposite they should do. 
is Russ's finger okay? Like, did he come back too soon? I think it's pretty clear he came back too soon, but like, is it fine now? Like, there's been one week where like, oh, it's back to fine. Just a matter of timing that week is, is really tough. But I'm going to, I think DK is risky, but I think he's got a lot of upside. But there's yeah. another receiver. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I just want to say I'm really, I'm warming to it just because yeah. I have so much interest in Mitchell, Ayuk, and Kittle that you just want to play a Seahawk with them. So, yeah. so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad you brought DK up. It, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and you could play Lockett at 6,500 or two. I prefer DK this week just based on matchup, but like predicting those two guys is tough. I mean, Lockett only has seven catches the last two weeks, but he had a couple deep balls. So it was 115 and 96 yards, but um, I think it's a DK week. If I'm going to go there, it's going to be him. The other guy in this range I really like this week is Marquise Brown at 6,500. Um, he was only eight for 51 on Monday Night Football, but 10 targets again. Double digit targets last four weeks. Like, we just, that's not a Marquise Brown stat you expect to see. Usually you expect to see like a big play kind of a Deshaun Jackson we'll talk about later, but uh, a big play here and there. But if you're going to get double digit targets for a guy with this much of a ceiling, like I love the combo here. Like suddenly I got a pretty nice floor with Marquise and then I can hit some big plays. Like I just, Joe Hayden probably is not going to play for Pittsburgh. The Steelers have struggled against deep balls. I think this lines up really well. I think the Lamar game last week, like he, he said, I played like a rookie. I think we get a big Baltimore bounce back on their offense. At least I really like Marquise Brown, 6,500 and a play you don't have to stack with anybody. You just kind of play him standalone. I think that's uh you know, in this range, I don't think it'll be super popular. I think Deontay Johnson gets more gets more roster ship. Uh, you got both Seattle guys here. I really like DK to have a big week. Or I like Marquise to have a big week. Yeah, that's a really good call. And uh, he's going to be low rostered too. Um, he's, you know, after – so will Lamar. Like, you know, it makes sense to play them together. It also makes sense to play Brown just by himself, like you said. But uh, the it was kind of shocking to see – just the the Bengals crushed uh, the Steelers last week. And, you know, the Steelers, they look pretty bad right now. And the Ravens sort of need to respond. Lamar does uh, after, you know, struggling against Cleveland. Yeah, it just just all makes sense. Yeah, I like that. Um, Anybody else in this range that you uh, you like? Yeah. um, I mentioned the Rams, guys, um, but – I like Mooney as well at 5,600. Similar, you know, to why I mentioned Komet um, with Robinson and, and Goodwin not practicing. I mean, Mooney's just seen all the work. Um, 20 fantasy points in three straight games, lots of targets, you know, big play upside. Uh, they should be having to throw the ball, uh, you know, playing from behind against uh, Arizona. So I, I like Mooney, assuming those uh, other guys for Chicago are out. Yeah, I like that play too. I was, uh, you know, he was really popular on Thanksgiving for good reason and delivered five for one twenty-three on eight targets. Um, we mentioned Ayuk in there at fifty-six hundred, the same range. We met, you mentioned him a couple times. Like if Debo doesn't play, that's a really playable guy too. He is, his targets last five weeks seven, eight, four was low, but seven and six, like over eighty-five yards in three or four games. And like the other guy, like Mooney. You're gonna get a lot of targets. You know, you, you always had the big play upside with Ayuk too. It's 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 a nice combo there. Um, Hunter Renfro and and T Riggett, T Higgins are fifteen hundred. Higgins was really good last week. I think we always kind of like him under six thousand. I think that uh, you know the Bengals tend to spread targets around. It's hard to figure out which guy, and they've been leaning on Mixon. But you know Higgins at fifteen hundred from talent and, and game wise always works out in a game that's a high total. We need to be pretty back and forth with them and the Chargers. Uh, Renfro was wild last week. Eight for one thirty four on nine targets. I just 
a Waller out should help him too. I think like we talked about security blanket with Logan Thomas versus JD McKissick not playing. I think the same thing happens with Renfro and Waller. Um, you know, Renfro hit that one big play. You can't count a lot of yards, but uh, a lot of targets. Uh, PPR floor is probably pretty good with Renfro. Yeah. Yep. Definitely like Renfro with, uh, with Waller out, especially. Yeah. It's funny. I, I, uh, I wrote the article for the Thanksgiving day slate and I specifically mentioned about Renfro that he really doesn't run deep routes and you can really only count on him for a bunch of short passes. And then, you know, you know what happens? Uh, He catches a big deep ball down the middle. Uh, So I guess, you know, it might have a little more upside than, than I give him credit for. Um, But yeah, a lot of targets and uh, you know, it's, it's great for them that it's great for all their receivers that Waller is out. Um, a guy that you and I talked about the last few weeks and worked out really well. We talked about during our, our receiver segment last week is kind of one of our main guys in the, in the mid range is Jalen Waddle. Uh, he was 1500 last week. He's finally been priced up. He's 6,400. So he's, he gets close to the, the DK locket uh, Marquise Brown range. So, you know, it's a little tougher now at that range, but he was nine for 137, a touchdown on 10 targets last week. You look at his targets last five weeks, 12, 10, six, nine, and 10. We talked about his A dot is really low, but he got loose last week, caught a ball, and then ran you know, yards after catch play, 57 yards. He's fifth in the NFL in, in, among receivers and catches. He has 77 catches this year, but uh, the price is up. But I still think he's going to be very, very involved. Um, I probably am going elsewhere this week, but uh, I wouldn't argue against anybody that likes likes going back to Waddle for some more. No, I, I, we, I wouldn't either. Uh, you know, we both like Waddle. Uh, one thing I'll say is – Devontae Parker was resumed practicing um, and he might play on Saturday or on Sunday. Sorry. Um, Now that would probably take a few targets away from Waddle and, but it also just, just about Parker for some reason, he's down to 3,900. If you tell me he's starting on Saturday, I mean, those targets, 11 targets, nine, seven, nine, seven. And I mean, you know, I'm not worrying about. I'm not going to worry about his health for 3,900. To me, yeah. if if a guy's in the starting lineup, he's healthy enough to be rostered in DFS. So keep keep an eye on that. Yeah, that's a it's a good call. I mean, you have to be okay with the fact that he might play five plays and come out because he's Devontae Parker. But you're right. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at those targets. You're right. He's played five games and seven targets is lowest. Like that's that that that's definitely meaningful right there. That's a really good point because I think it affects uh, using him, but also affects affects Waddle and maybe at 6,400. Maybe that price is a little bit too high if, if Parker does play. Um, what about the cheap range? Say under forty five hundred. Um, we both mentioned Josh Reynolds already. I think we like him a lot at thirty four hundred. Um, you know, three for seventy and a touchdown on Thanksgiving. Five targets. He's thirty four hundred. Doesn't do a lot. Um, you know, we're not talking about the, the greatest play ever, but you know, he's someone that has a connection with Jared Goff. He's played forty three snaps each of the last two games. I think that the thirty four hundred. Um, I think you're getting enough targets there that that probably works out. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Reynolds, I think, will be the most popular of the cheap receivers. He won't end up being too popular, but he'll still be the most popular of those cheap guys. Um, I know you were going to mention Deshaun Jackson. Yep. Uh, Saw him catch some another long touchdown. I mean, that's what he does now. Good salary. I briefly mentioned Zay Jones, you know, at the start. You know, it's a weird guy to be mentioning, like Zay Jones. But but uh, 3,200 without yeah. Waller, um, it makes a little bit of sense after seven targets last week. Um, so, yeah, I think those are the guys I'm looking at. I don't know. Give me, give me one or two more. Yeah, I mean, I think that Reynolds and – I mean, Zay Jones I looked at too, and I'm like, I just don't know if I can trust it. But Deshaun Jackson, it's a game that he's, he's playing for Vegas now. 
We talked about the the Raiders and Washington. We kind of like this game to get a little uh, spicier than Vegas thinks. But Jashon Jackson made 42 snaps last week. He was three for 102 on four targets. He is clearly boomer bust. Like that defines Deshaun Jackson. Like you're hoping to get that big play. But Washington, uh, Washington's really been the worst team in the NFL on deep balls. So there's that. He's going to get a couple shots. And I think that I think the car gives him two or three chances to make a big play. And at 4,200, like that's all I want is that chance to make a big play. If I'm playing someone at 4,200, I want that chance to make a big play. I want you know him to have a big splash play. And you're taking the risk. You always take a risk of – you know, with Deshaun Jackson or anybody down here, they get two catches for 14 yards. Like it's going it to, it happens sometimes, but I think he's got a lot of upside. I think the snaps are going up. I think he's learning the offense. I think Darren Waller's not playing. So, like we said, it kind of helps everybody else out a little bit. Um, I think he fits well, too. I think that, you know, with Zay Jones and Hunter Renfro, the underneath guys, uh, they do have Brian Edwards, who, you know, who knows we get there. But uh, I like Deshaun Jackson to hit a big play. And if, uh, you know, maybe it's a pass interference and we don't get the stats. He had two pass interference against him last week, but. Um, I need to take a couple deep shots at 4,200. I want someone that's going to be in that spot to make a big play for me. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with all that. Uh, I got a got a question for you. Uh, this would this would be more for more for larger field tournaments like the Millie Maker or the twenty dollar three max. Um, so San Francisco, we like Ayuk, we like Kittle. Debo's going to be out. Um, which three K wide receiver steps in for them? Uh, you know, steps in to see all the playing time with Debo not in there. It's a it's a really good question, and I have looked at it. Um, Juwan Jennings was the guy that caught the touchdown last week. Uh, Trent Sherfield played a little bit. Uh, my answer would be that I would not play any of them. Yeah, okay, that's kind of what I was thinking. I, I just it's, didn't a, know, hey, it's you know. a terrible it's a terrible answer, but it's honest. I think that I think it's Kittle Ayuk, and I think it's a lot of Eli Mitchell. Yeah, no, that's a that's a good answer though. You know, if they're all kind of going to split, you know, or if they're you know. Yeah, you don't really want to play any of them. If one was going to, you know, play 95% of the snaps, you know, then maybe. But without there being a clear-cut guy, uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, if you wanted to force one, I think it would be Juwan Jennings based on the, the touchdown last week. He played 26 snaps. He played over 30 the week before that. So I think he's the guy that has taken over that. Uh, he's taken. He's ahead of Trent Sherfield. So if you wanted to force one, to be Jennings. But uh, I don't think – I just – I think you're hoping for a touchdown because I don't, I don't think there's going to be – you know, I don't think you're going to get a, a seven for 80 in there or anything like that. I just don't think the upside is right. is there without the touchdown. Um, any love for T.Y. Hilton, 4,400, up to 42 snaps last week and scored a touchdown good matchup against Houston or would you just kind of go elsewhere? Actually, no, actually a little bit. Yeah. yeah me too. I, I'm kind of glad you brought that up. Yeah. A little bit. Um, it's nice to see those snap count rising. Uh, and it's a great, great matchup, you know, uh, the Colts should have plenty of the ball, plenty of chances to score. I know it's not the same T Y Hilton, but he's, he's crushed the Texans uh, yes. throughout his career. Um, so yeah, that's actually, that's actually what I thought of him too. Cause he just, he's owned Houston for so long, but, uh, the, the uptick in snap counts kind of got my attention a little bit and he's, uh, you know, again, not the same T.Y. Helton, but I think a, you know, a talent that is, uh, that is way better than 4,400 you, you normally get down here. And, uh, uh, you, I, you worry about game shift and maybe they hand the ball to Taylor all, all a week, but he had five targets last week. You give me five T.Y. Hilton targets and, you know, 50 snaps. And I'd probably play that at 4,400. Yeah, definitely. And the, uh, he caught four or five targets. The one he didn't catch was an end zone target. So that's nice to see too. Yeah. So he could have, could have scored twice. That's good. He had the one touchdown too. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I think they, not at the five, they're not going to use him, but at the 15 or the 10, they like that little, uh, that little, uh, the little dig route to the corner there. And, and T.Y. Hilton's the guy there. And, you know, we, we've liked Pittman many times this year and he's a fine option too. But I think that at 4,400, um, 
I think it's a a very uh, playable guy, and I wouldn't argue hard with that. Uh, you know, him or Deshaun Jackson, I like both of them, but um, I think both really playable if you need to save some money down there. Yeah, I agree. Defense is impossible this week. Um, <laughs> it's funny. Usually, there's like there's like two or three defenses under three thousand. I'm like, oh, we'll just play this one. It'd be pretty easy. I, I'm fine with this. I can make an argument for it. I had a lot of trouble finding defenses that are cheap this week. I think there's going to be – I like Tampa Bay a lot at 3500 but that's a little more expensive. But you know, they have 10 sacks last three weeks. The Atlanta offense has been all over the place. They have eight interceptions last week. Not all of them were Matt Ryan. I think there's some some Josh Rosen in there. But um, they, Tampa Bay forced five turnovers last week. Great game script, you know, favorite in that game. I think the Cardinals against the Bears is playable at 30. I think that's 3,400. The Vikings, the Lions, 3,200. Uh, all playable. I probably wouldn't go up to the Rams. I think the Rams are 4,000. Um, but those are all the 3,000 range. So I think those are playable. Tampa Bay is probably my favorite one there. I'll probably get to them in some spots. But do you like anybody below 3,000? Because I had a lot of trouble finding someone to play down here to save some money. Yeah, you know, as someone who always wants to play the cheapest, cheapest yeah. defense, um, no is the easy answer. I don't like, I was ha- having a lot of trouble. Uh, finding someone. Um, like, I guess, you know, so I guess we, we have to name some, some defense. Um, so the lions are the cheapest, uh, the cheapest home defense. So, I mean, I guess, you know, but obviously no one wants to play the lions defense. It's not a good matchup against Minnesota. Um, the jets for 2,500 uh, only because, you know, it's going to be a slower game against Philly and uh, Jalen uh, Jalen hurts definitely has a pick six in him. So a little, little banged up too. So I, I, you wonder maybe he doesn't run as much as normal too. Yeah. So like, I don't know, maybe, maybe you have, there's, there's, there's other, um, I have, I have a couple down here. Okay. I have, you know, I think, I think people might think about the giants, but I mean one, so one three K, uh, defense that you didn't mention, which I think would be my favorite, maybe, um, is if Mike Glennon starts, give me the Dolphins at 3,300. Yeah. Um, and it's not even, a, it's it's a fine play, even if Daniel Jones starts, obviously. I mean, Jones turns the ball over quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, the, the Giants haven't been able to do much of anything. But yeah, like if, if Glennon starts, I'm going to try to get up to the Dolphins uh for sure. But yeah, like under 3K, I don't know, like find someone, find someone for me. Yeah, mine was the Giants. If I had to force it, they're 2,700. They forced eight turnovers the last three weeks. They only have three sacks, though. I like, I really like sacks as a floor, but uh, Miami's allowed 10 sacks last three weeks. So Tua does get sacked. So it'd probably be the Giants. I don't love it, but if I would need to save some money, I'd probably find a way to get up to your Miami play if Glennon plays or uh, Arizona or um, Tampa Bay. The only other one down here, if Kyler Murray doesn't play, I think Chicago's usable at 2,600 um, against Arizona. If Kyler plays, I'd probably just avoid it. I just probably don't mess with it. But if it's, you know, Colt McCoy or whoever else it might be, um, I think the Bears are playable at 2,600 if, if Kyler sits. So with that, with that uh, you know, if in there, I think that if Kyler doesn't play, and he hasn't played for four straight weeks, um, I think the Bears are playable if he sits. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm on, I'm on board with the Bears if Kyler sits. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a weird week. I look and usually I'm like I'm looking in value. I'm like oh I could find this. It was a week where I really. It's a weird week where a lot of those down teams are playing good teams. So we mentioned last week there's a lot of bad teams playing bad teams, and it worked out like people played Houston defense and all that. But um, it's a tough week for defense to find value. I might I might have to bump up to low threes and just kind of play someone I like rather than forcing someone I don't. Yeah, me too. And e- even for cash, like normally I'll just 
play the cheapest one that I'm okay with. But uh, if I'm playing these cheap running backs and uh, cheap Foster Moreau and cheap Heineke, like I'm going to use that salary and yeah. uh, use it to play one of these 3K defenses. Uh, it just it makes sense when when the other options just aren't great. You know, if if people are going to insist on playing these cheap defenses in cash, uh, you can get a nice differential there. If your defense scores 10, 12, and you know, all the cheap defenses score two or three, I mean, you're well on your way to, to winning in cash. If you do that. I think Taylor defense is going to murder Matt Ryan. So uh, that's, that's where I go. I think that, uh, I think we got a good chance at a, at a, at a second half, uh, pick six there. Mm-hmm with Matt Ryan making that face walking off the field. <laughs> but anybody else you want to talk about before we get out of here for uh, week 13, I think we've kind of hit everybody. I wanted to hit, is there anybody uh, you think that we missed that you want to discuss? I don't think so. Uh, yeah, we hit, no, we hit pretty much everyone. I think. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun week. It's a week that's very different than last week with the, with the bigger spreads and try to figure out, uh, you know, which team keeps their foot on the gas pedal. And with the with the the cheap, chalky, you know, 70% tight end in there, I think it, it makes things interesting, too. If you want to get away from there, you want to use that to build other spots. So I think it's, uh, it's going to be a fun week where we probably see a lot of, uh, you know, maybe some high popularity numbers in cash games. But with the running backs, so many options, maybe we save that a little bit. Uh, if there was only one or two options up there, it may, might be a little, uh, a little more kind of uh, everybody has a same lineup but i think with that the differential and running backs maybe we get a little bit different there yeah agreed cool well thanks everybody listening for the road to the roadwire fantasy football podcast the friday morning dfs version sponsored by winbet we thank winbet for the sponsorship all year long again if you please rate and review the podcast give us some stars if you enjoyed listening to us that would be fantastic also other than that uh we will be back at you next week for week 14 hope everybody has a really good week 13 hope everybody wins some money this week we'll be back at you uh next week take care and have a good weekend Yeah, thanks, Scott. Good luck, everybody. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.